John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. Here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. There we go. September. Oh, Oh, God. uh, Oh, we've that opening. <laughs> I was gonna say this. I was yeah. gonna say the first of two episodes in September. <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> promise. Yeah. How's everything going with you? Yeah, that was good. Well, I went camping last weekend, and uh, yeah, it was in uh, the Peak District. So it's just in a field with very little sort of shelter, and <laughs> it was fucking freezing. <laughs> was there a toilet? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a campsite, so they had, like, a toilet and shower and stuff. You didn't have to dig a hole in the woods then? No, no, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> you could you could um, rent fire pits. Uh, but it was great. It, the, the second day was kind of sunny, so we did a lot of walking and then walked... We took, we took the kids. There was... How many kids was there? Five, six... About seven or eight kids. We took them um, on a big walk to a country pub. Then we sat there. Yeah. Had about, had about six pints while they just ran around in this field and um, then walked back. And then my brother, because he's a knob and he was a bit fresh, thought it'd be funny to kick cow shit at people, um, which was disgusting, yeah. just unnecessary. You're the so, oldest brother. Did he dare to kick cow manure at you? Well, yeah, well, he kicked it. He kind of. <laughs> In a just it must have been a brilliant shot, but it actually went into my pocket. So um, <laughs> there was cow shit on my daughter's shoulder, and she was crying and freaking out. So I put my hand <laughs> in my pocket to get out like a handkerchief to wipe it off, and then I realised there was cow shit in my pocket. Um, <laughs> well, I think which, that, that's a bullseye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. He either he, he got stampeded by uh, a lot of cows, so there was some justice because he's got quite a big dog. And it was bizarre. We were walking through this field and uh, there was some farmers walking about 20, 30 cows. And um, the cows saw the <laughs> you say dog. That like, you say like that like he was walking a dog. He was yeah. walking his 20 or 30 cows. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they were. They were just kind of like leading these cows through this field. And we cut across this field. And there was a, a stone wall with a hole, like a gap in the middle further on. So me and the, everybody else started walking through. And then the cows noticed the dog. And one of them kind of ran at the dog, and the dog's quite big. So then the dog kind of shit it. It was pathetic. My brother was gutted. <laughs> <laughs> then, then the dog kind of turned round to see if he was being chased, at which point the cow stopped. And then uh, all the other cows kind of le- crept a bit forward. And then my other mate, Danny, just shouted, Run! And uh, everybody started running, and then the cows just started stampeding. And then the dog got wrapped around my brother's legs, and he fell over. Uh, so I actually thought he was going to get stamped on <laughs> by a herd of cows. Yeah, I mean it would have been a bit of a overreaction for karma, you know, kicking cow shit and then getting trampled to death. But um, 
Maybe Karma had built up five or six indiscretions yeah. of your brother and was giving them back all at once. Well, I was good to because when he fell over, he managed to not fall in any cow shit. I was hoping he, you know. Uh, you see, that would have been real karma. <laughs> but anyway, how about you? So, how was your uh, how was your 40th birthday party? The big four zero. Oh, it was very, yeah. Do you feel depressed? <laughs> yeah. No, not when I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was good. We had a, it was a very nice time. We had a social distanced barbecue. It was, uh, it was fantastic. But yeah, since then though, nothing much has been going on. It's been pretty normal. Been working all week. Actually, I, today I just uh, just finished. It's Friday, listeners. We're recording this on a Friday evening in Japan, and after work, been working all week on Friday. I normally get a couple of beers on a Friday night, bring them home, and my wife knows it, so she mailed me said, "Oh, if you go to the supermarket, you could you pick up a couple of things?" Well, like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then she sends like I'm thinking like bananas or milk. She sends me this fucking long list. This is a Friday <laughs> after work. You've been at work all week. This long <laughs> list. And it wasn't even like a list of normal stuff. It was like the obscure things from every corner of the supermarket. Clean so, film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ki- kitchen paper, that was one of them. A can <laughs> a can of mandarins. <laughs> some some weird bloody seaweed powder that you put on uh rice balls. So <laughs> It was. I was hoping for a quick pop in, couple of beers, get home, and instead I'm traveling around the supermarket like Indiana Jones, <laughs> trying to find the <laughs> Sam and the the seaweed skull. <laughs> and then I got to the the checkout. You know, I've had problem with the point cards before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a different place, but I went there. And I my point card worked perfectly for the. I, I went to the self service checkout. And the point card worked perfectly. But then I'd use my credit card and you slot it into the machine with a little what yeah. is it, IC chip. And mine gets a bit dirty sometimes. It didn't work. So it said, now please swipe it. And I was swiping it and swiping it. It wouldn't work. I thought, oh, here we go again. The woman came over. <laughs> she said, have you tried swiping it? I said, I swiped it like five times. And she said, can I have a go? And she swiped it. But when she did it, she turned the card the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Turned 40 <laughs> and I'm becoming competent. <laughs> The dementia's ah. setting in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that's how the start of my weekend's begun. <laughs> it can only get better. I'm off to a two-year-old's birthday party tomorrow. See how that turns <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be able to squeeze in a couple of beers. Oh, yeah. Well, England are played at five o'clock, so my mate whose daughter is said, basically what we'll do is we do a kid's party two till four. People who've got kids that they care about can piss off home and then the rest of us can just... <laughs> Get smashed and watch the football in his back garden. So sounds like a plan. You could ask some of those parents who care about their kids to look after yours for a while. Perhaps that would be an <laughs> yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> so what's on today's show then? Uh, well, we have the return of the movie quotes game with Peter Sidell. Looking forward to that. We have a whole load of jingles and a whole lot more. But of course, first this. This is JNSNJ News. Time for the news. John, what have you got for me? I'll miss out some of the the, the, uh, the headline. I wanted to try and guess what the missing word is. So okay. woman, woman glued what in an attempt to frame her ex-boyfriend for a crime? Woman glued. So did she... She, she glued. She glued up something in an attempt to frame ah, her ex-boyfriend for a crime. So I think the glued up bit is probably a hint. Hmm. Did she glue up? Was it a body part? 
Yes. All right. I mean, it can't surely be her vagina. It is, yes. The oh, my is. God. <laughs> Woman glued up her own vagina in an attempt to frame her ex-boyfriend for a crime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not sure we need to delve further into that. I don't think there's anything more to be said. <laughs> I don't think anybody can delve into it. I think it's glued shut. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think <laughs> this is a fatal attraction too. The gluing. <laughs> so, so, uh, so what? What did? What was the? What was the catalyst for this rather extreme behaviour? Well, I know. So, okay. So, Vanessa Gesto accused her former boyfriend Ivan Rico of kidnapping her outside her home and later abandoning her while semi-naked in the town of Bembiri near Leon in Spain. So she glued up her own vagina in a desperate bid to try and frame her ex for a crime. And how long do you think she's been given in prison for this? <laughs> um, uh, let me see. Uh, she hasn't hurt anyone. I'm going to say it's probably fairly serious, though, trying to frame someone. Uh, three years. Ooh, ten years. Oh, that's pretty severe. Well, I don't know. I mean, she... Basically, she accused her former boyfriend of kidnapping her outside her home and abandoning her while Sammy naked after squeezing the superglue into her private parts. So uh, her story began to unravel when investigators uncovered CCTV footage from a Chinese-run supermarket showing her buying the glue and kidnap kit, including <laughs> knives that she used to harm herself. Oh, dear. Yeah. Police also discovered the only vehicle passing the spot where she claimed to be assault assaulted and tortured was a council bin lorry not the black car she'd been inducted in. So her ex was spent several days on remand in prison before the attempts by Gesto, who was dubbed the glue liar in Spain, became apparent and her story unravelled. <laughs> <laughs> so they said uh, they took they convicted of two counts of making up a crime, jailed her for 10 years, and guess how much she had to pay her ex? Oh, in... Yeah, in euros. So, uh, oh, you can say it in pounds as well if you want. Oh, oh. Twenty thousand pounds. Yeah, very close. Twenty-two thousand two hundred fifty pounds, or twenty-five thousand euros. So her lawyer cut ties with her after it emerged she had tried to frame Ivan uh, over the crime, uh, and her lawyer said she believed her, and that's why I defended her. I felt humiliated and deceived. Does Does it say why she was so angry with her boyfriend? No, oh, he just ended the relationship. <laughs> So. I remember we did one one of these similar stories uh, a year or so ago about a woman in China who got dumped and she yeah. she delivered a truckload of onions to the man's doorstep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I feel like this woman's gone a step further. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say oh, about that story. I was wondering when the uh when the the lady who superglued her vagina, I wonder if when the police were interrogating her if if she told them everything that happened, or if she simply said, "My lips are sealed." <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> that was J and S in J News. Good morning. Afternoon or evening. This is the movie quotes game. To play this game, you've got to ask yourself one question: Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? You'll hear different quotes from a film. Elementary, my dear Watson. Just guess which film they're from. 
It is not a race. So there is no and if you get it wrong, it doesn't matter. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Just do your best, and you'll make my day. Let's get on with the game. It is time for me to say, Blame Sam. And here's Johnny. All right, and now it's time for the movie quotes quiz, uh, provided by long-term collaborator for this show, Peter Sidel. So um, we've not, neither of us have listened to it well. I say neither of us listened to it. I know I haven't listened to it. I don't know if fucking Mr. Cheat over there has had a, had a little had a little listen. <laughs> I've listened. I listened to the very first few seconds just to just to make sure that we weren't going to press play on his thing, and it was nothing there. It was just him going, "John and Sam, you're a pair of twats." <laughs> Uh, but no, I have not listened to any of the quotes. So according to his email, there's uh, he's going to explain the rules. I hope it's not overly complicated. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we see what Pete's got to say? Oh, nice bit of music. Yeah. That's provided by Pete. <laughs> oh, he's a Welcome cordial. to the movie quotes game. Now... The first time I sent in some movie quotes, John gave me a bit of good-natured grief about my alleged fondness for Polish arthouse films. <laughs> so I'm going to lean into that a bit. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you pairs of quotes. One from a Polish arthouse movie, one from a well-known film. And you have to guess which is which. <laughs> if you get that right, you get one point. Identify the well-known film, you get an extra point. Identify the Polish arthouse <laughs> film, then you get a million points. <laughs> Though I should add, if Sam gets that right, then we have reason to be suspicious, because he has tried to cheat in the past. <laughs> I can't believe that. Well said, Pete. Hang on, well, so I'll just pause that. I, I, I cannot believe that I've got the reputation of cheating. One time I just tried ever so gently to push the result in my direction. Well, if you get caught, that's, the, that's what happens. Right, so shall we hear this? Uh, the first quotes then? Yep. So, without further ado, here's your first pair of quotes. Number one. Every generation craves light. It needs reassurance and faith in a better, more just path. Number two. This was my dream, my wish, and it didn't come true. So I'm taking it back. I'm taking them all back. Right. Okay, so I was going to... Do you want me to go first? Do you want to do this as in... Well, why don't you have the first question? I'll have the second question. We'll do it like that. All right. Okay, well, the quote number one is the Polish film. Quote number two is uh, Goonies. Okay. So then if you get those, then you can get the points, and I'll just take the next question. All right. Because otherwise I'm just going to copy your answers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you could go first next time. Okay, well, let's do it your way then. Uh, okay, so I'm going to say the first one is the Polish art house film, and the second one is... The Goonies. Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> they might be two points each, yeah. The answer. 
the Polish quotation was number one. Yes. From a movie called <laughs> Blind Chance, directed by Krzysztof Kieslowski. I have chosen movies based on how easy it is to pronounce the director's name. Number two was from The Goonies. Yes. So two points each. Well done, Sam. Next pair of quotations. Number three. That's good. You have taken your first step into a larger world. Number four. You know what we're good at? Giving up on people. Pointing the finger at them. To forgive doesn't mean to forget. Right, so... Was it your turn to go first? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say that this time round, the first quote was the uh the normal normal <laughs> uh, that's probably racist and politically incorrect in many doses so the inverted commas normal film is the first one and the polish art house film is the second one and the first quote is from he says with confidence terminator right okay so i'm gonna say i'm gonna agree with you that it's the first one is uh i think it's from the matrix and I think the second one is from... Fuck off! Po- po- <laughs> well done, Polish film. Um, Nazi-, Nazi Vacation. <laughs> if it's Nazi Vacation, there's been Googling. <laughs> Should have had a guess at that, shouldn't I? Well, that's what I'm going to do from now on. Answers from those two. The Polish film was... Number four, Corpus Christi, directed in 2019 by Jan Komasa. Another nice, easy name to pronounce. Number three was from Star Wars Part 4, A New Hope. Ah, Obi-Wan Kenobi teaching Luke how to do his lightsaber thing. When he had the helmet on. What was the quote again? You've taken a step into a wider world or something. You've taken a step into a... Ah, Good. Do you know what? So we both get a point. We both get a point. There are hundreds of geeks shouting at their podcast players right now. <laughs> so three, three uh, each. Thankfully, your turn to go first. Your third and final pair of quotes. Number five. A man who has not prepared his children for his own death has failed as a father. Have I ever failed you? Number six. I have nothing, you have nothing, and he has nothing. That means together we have enough to start a factory. Ooh. Okay, your turn to go first. So I'm going to say number one is the Hollywood film. I'm going to say it's There Will Be Blood. And the second one's the uh, well-known... Polish film Vodka and Cigarettes by <laughs> Pitoff Jamalkowski. <laughs> uh, I agree with you. The first one I think is the is the Hollywood film probably. Um, I think the the I think the film I'm going to go with the the Tenenbaums. Ooh, Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, the Royal Tenenbaums. 
And I think the Polish film was uh, the sequel to the uh, <laughs> vodka and cigarettes that you said. It was uh, Sausage on a Plate. Oh, it's, <laughs> oh, seriously, we've just at that point turned into a racist podcast. <laughs> Uh, let's should we find out? Yeah. That's enough of that. Right. Answers. Your Polish art house film was number six. Yes. The Promised right. Land, mm. a drama directed by Andrzej Wajda in 1975. So it all comes down to this. Like, at the moment, we're drawing, right? 4-4, four, four, is it? Yeah. So if it's the Tenenbaums, I'm the winner. If it's, what did you say? Mary Poppins, then... I said there will be blood, but I think that's wrong. And if it, neither are correct, we'll have to... So how, how, how do you know there's only three? He didn't say that in the email. No, he did. He said he said at the beginning of this one, you're so suspicious. Yeah. I was just checking his email. <laughs> he said at the beginning... Didn't say there's no. three. <laughs> he said at the beginning of this one, this is your third and final. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Listener, go back one minute. And just, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sick of having this finger pointed at me. <laughs> what, like when you edited the podcast to make you say the, the right time? <laughs> <laughs> so that's twice you've been caught te- cheating, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've only been caught twice, though. Yeah. You don't know how many times I've actually cheated. <laughs> right, let's find out what the answer is. I bet, I bet it's the Tenenbaums. Number five was Black Panther. Ooh. I think we should listen to the music right. one last time. So, here we go. Right, 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. So, I'll tell you what, as a tie-break, I'll give you one point if you could tell me the name of the Black Panther actor who died of cancer about a week ago, age 43. Yeah, I, th- I, think it's, I think it's probably good to point out, Pete sent us these movie quotes at the beginning of June, and yeah. we haven't listened to this, so the culmination of the movie quotes game this week the answer is black panther the guy's just died uh and his name i think that's is... pretty remarkable god, I... uh, <laughs> god i'll um, give you a point if you can tell me his name you can win it... which co- which country is he from again i'm not telling you wakanda <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was an episode of uh, John and Sam where I think it's the third Are episode. Are you googling in. it now because you've turned your camera off? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking disgraceful behaviour, uh, Chadwick uh, Boseman. Right. <laughs> I would have got that ten seconds after. Well, you've turned your camera off, so you're obviously googling. <laughs> <laughs> that was the movie quotes game. Hasta la vista, baby. Johnny McBee and Sammy O.T. Two Brits took a shit over a cup of tea Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen Could someone answer the burning question? Time for the burning question This episode's burning question was What is the worst summer holiday you've ever had? 
John, has anyone been in touch? Yep, so David got in touch on Twitter and he said uh, he went to Egypt on holiday with his family and the hotel got locked down because they found people had Legionnaire's disease. So they were locked in the hotel room. They weren't allowed to use a swimming pool or anything. Um, just stuck in Egypt in a hotel for two weeks uh, without, ah. well, just with Egyptian TV. So <laughs> that sounds particularly horrible. <laughs> That's not much fun. It would have been much more appropriate had the Legionnaire's disease uh, occurred in France, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was foreign Legionnaire's disease. Ah, <laughs> it's travelling. Who else been in touch? There was there was quite a few. We had quite a few people get in touch uh, a variety of ways. Some of them got in touch with us through John and Sam in Japan at gmail dot com. Feel free to get in touch. Uh, but the first person who said this, so there's a few with the same answer. The first person who said this was Ian, and he said this summer. Yeah. I think COVID. <laughs> I think that's probably quite a common one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom got on, in touch via Facebook, uh, and he said it wasn't the end of the ho- uh, it was the end of the holiday, but uh, their airline company went bust, and so they were stranded for forty eight hours in a in a uh, airport in Spain. So that sounds quite shit. Uh, just ruins your <laughs> holiday, that wouldn't it? Yeah, for sure. Oh, well, I think my my. My worst one was quite similar to that. It wasn't actually, it wasn't the worst holiday. The, the holiday part was very good. But I went to, when I was, when my wife and I were much younger, we were dating, we went to Okinawa on holiday and we were going for like four or five days or something. Uh, but the def- our flight got delayed because there was a typhoon. So we, were, we missed a whole day of the holiday. Then we, we got there and that was sort of fine. And when we were coming back, there was another typhoon so that meant that our flight was delayed. And much like that guy you were just talking about, we were stranded in the airport for ages. And then we eventually, when we got home, we ended up arriving at 3 a.m. in the morning and we had to get a taxi back from the airport and have all the kind of hassle that goes with that. And it wasn't really... The actual vacation part was great. But then afterwards, you're supposed to go on holiday to relax and refresh. But then afterwards, we had to go through all the bureaucracy of getting refunds and money back and money for the taxi. And then the pain in the arse of the hassle completely negated the summer (laughs) holiday. So (laughs) how about for you? Well, apart from this summer, um, yeah, I think I I remember as a kid when when I was little, me... uh, my mum and my dad and me and my brothers and sisters did rented a cottage up in Scotland, like right in the north of Scotland on the coast. So it took us about eight hours to drive up, which is a nightmare. Ooh. You know, five kids in the back all arguing and that. And then when we got to this um, sort of farm that we were supposed to be staying at, it was an absolute shithole. And my mum refused to stay there. It was just awful. It was literally in the middle of no nowhere. Way. But it was just like sheep shit in the house and just uh, barbed wire everywhere. And Are you sure your brother just hadn't been kicking stuff around again? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it was awful. They had like um, sort of the furniture was like, you know those plastic chairs that you get in school? That was like the furniture in the house. <laughs> so my mum refused. Um, so we turned and drove and... Uh, Not eight hours back. No, we ended up... I don't know. We stayed in a hotel for a night or maybe two nights and then they found somewhere else and it was another kind of sort of farm um, near the coast. And that that turned out to be all right, actually. But uh, yeah, that initial sort of panic of, oh God, are we going to have to drive all the way back? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it was, when I say it was like the proper top of Scotland, it wasn't quite uh, 
John O'Groats, but it was very much John O'Groans at the uh, <laughs> ball ache of it all. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all for today's show. Just leaves me to say thanks to who, everyone who was involved. Special thanks to Peter Sedell uh, in the Movie Quotes game and his extensive knowledge of Polish art house films. <laughs> uh, and of course, thanks to you uh, all for listening. Yeah, I think uh, next episode's burning question. As you were talking about your swipe card at the supermarket, uh, what do you hate most about going to the supermarket? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> quite a lot during covid has made me hate the supermarket yeah i'm i'm looking forward to hearing the responses to that one all right so anything else no i think that's all all right catch Catch you later. later it is time to go that's the end of the show if you liked it write a review five stars or f you and if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy, not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favorite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go, that's the end of the show Tell your friends and your family Or even the people you're married You should join in, answer the burning question Send a new story, preferably something we can find about we're on the social media sites, Facebook and Twitter, day and night. It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com. And if you do this, then maybe, just maybe, Sam will put his clothes back on. But camping was good. It was, uh, I got like, a, I bought a new tent at the start of lockdown. And so inside the tent's really warm. And so in the morning, I just have to argue with Emma about putting clothes on. Because she's like, oh, you know, it's warm. I'll just wear a, a T-shirt. And I'm like, I just go out naked. I was like, yeah, well, outside the tent, it's freezing. And so we're having this sort of argument. And um, it resulted in me just going, will you just put your fucking vest on and stop giving me fucking grief? At which point, my brother, who was outside the tent, went, John, that's a bit loud. Everybody else on the campsite can hear you. (laughs) Just for any new new listeners, Emma is John's daughter, not his wife. Yeah, well, I'll be telling my wife to set the vest off. You know what I mean? It's been a while. <laughs> John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.